Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. We have been talking about how we overcome discouragement. We have found that in Ephesians chapter 6, God has given us the shield of faith in order to do this. Yesterday, we were looking at Psalms chapter 77 and seeing how David handled his discouragement. This is quite a chapter. He starts at the beginning. He's down. He's reached out to God. He's tried to seek Him but his soul is not comforted, his spirit is overwhelmed, and that he can hardly speak, he's so troubled. But then in the psalm, he goes on, and through a process, he comes out at the end saying, triumphantly, who is so great a God as our God? How did this change happen? Well, we see that there's four things that he did through this psalm. The first one was that he remembered God's past works. This is one of the most important things we can do to overcome discouragement. Go back in your mind and remember the right hand of the Lord, the times he's intervened and delivered you. And then secondly, it says meditate on them. It's not enough just to bring it to mind, but you need to meditate on it. Let it get into the fiber of your thinking. The scripture says in Psalm 1, if we meditate on his word day and night, whatever you do will prosper. That's a tremendous promise, but it's predicated on the fact that we meditate on his word. And then the third step was to talk about them. You brought it to mind, you're meditating on it, and you need to talk about it. Let your words express those truths. Don't allow negative complaining words to come out of your mouth. Your words are very, very important because they produce your feelings and how other people react to you. And then the final step was, he said, your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. It's coming to the place where you meet God, in the sanctuary, with God's people. I tell you, many, many answers are found in the sanctuary. You cannot afford not to be part of a local church. It's your spiritual family. It's where you gain nourishment, where you gain support. It's where you find your place. It's where you find your way. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. David mentioned this again in another psalm, in Psalm 73. It said that when he looked at the prosperity of the wicked, he said, I almost stumbled. My feet almost slipped. In other words, he almost missed his way in walking with God because he saw the prosperity of the wicked. But then it says in verse 17, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. We receive ultimate truth in the sanctuary. And so these are the steps. Remember God's past works, meditate on them, talk of them, and find your way in the sanctuary. If we do, then I believe we find the benefit of John chapter 14 and verse 27. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace that we have from God is not the kind of peace that the world gives. It's a different kind of peace. Well, what is the peace that the world gives? Well, that peace is where you have no conflict, where there's no turmoil, where you have a peaceful situation. If you have a peaceful situation, then the world says, well, we're at peace. But God gives a peace in the midst of difficult circumstances. You can have an inner peace even though you're going through an outward storm. And, and this is the amazing thing, that when you have a strong inner core, when your spirit is united with God's spirit, you have a peace that allows you to face any difficulty that comes your way. So it doesn't need to be a peaceful situation in order for you to have peace. God gives you a peace right in the middle of the hardest time you're going through. If we will rest in him, if we'll follow these things that we've talked about. I read a plaque one time and I thought that the truth it displayed was so important. It said, sometimes God speaks peace to the storm and other times he speaks peace to our heart so we can endure the storm. You know, many times we do pray and we ask, oh God, just, just take away these circumstances that I can have peace. And many times he does. He just comes in and he speaks peace to the storm and situations change and you're able to go forward. But other times, there seems to be no outward change. It's still a very difficult situation. But God gives an inner peace that you can handle it in the midst of the most troubling times. And I have to say, most of the time, I believe that's how it is. Because God doesn't want us to be subject to just circumstances. That we always have to be changing circumstances and praying for this to change. Praying for that matter to be different in order for us to have a peace. No, he wants us to face life regardless of what comes our way with a strength and an inner stability that it really doesn't matter what we're going through. We can face it. We can handle it because our hope and trust is in God. He has given us such an inner faith and trust in him that it doesn't matter what we face outwardly. Now, I think this is ultimate faith. This is the ultimate faith you can have, that it doesn't matter what happens outwardly. You still have a calm assurance and trust in God and in his purpose and what he's going to do. I think Job had this. I mean, Job went through horrendous suffering, setbacks. I mean, he lost everything that he had, even his children and his wife. And then all kinds of physical ailments came upon him. And when he was told, why don't you just curse God and die? Here's Job's response. He said, though God slays me, yet will I trust him. This is the ultimate faith. Job said, it doesn't matter whether I am killed and I can attribute that to God just slaying me. If that happens, it doesn't matter. Yet will I trust him. This is a faith that goes beyond deliverance. This is a faith that goes beyond getting the answer to your prayer. This is a faith beyond the circumstances changing around you. This is a faith that abides even when you think God 
has killed you. Job said, it doesn't matter. With my dying breath, I'm going to say, I trust God. He's going to work this for good. Something's going to come out of this beyond my ability to understand. Now, that's the point, folks. He gives a peace that goes beyond our understanding. If you have to understand everything that's happening in your life, you will never experience this kind of peace. You need to have a peace that no matter what happens to you, you still trust him. You don't understand it, but you trust him because you know God's character. You know what he's like. And even though I don't understand this particular moment, I know he's going to work good out of it. This is what Romans 8.28 says. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. It says we know this. It's just an inner knowing in the depths of our being that all things, not just the good things, not just the things I understand, but all things, the bad things that happen to me, the things I cannot fathom how that could be good to me, those things are part of the all things. All things work together for good. They're not good within themselves. People may have done them to you with evil intent, but God will work them together for good. He takes all the bad things and works it together for good. He ultimately will bring his plan and purpose to fulfillment. Nothing can thwart God's plan. It doesn't matter what Satan brings up. It doesn't matter what other people do. This scripture says if you love God, and if you are called according to his purpose, then all these things work together for good. So all we have to focus on is keeping our heart and mind towards God, having that inner union with him, saying, God, I love you. I want your will. I trust you. And I want your plan to be fulfilled in me. It's not what I want. Lord, I'm yours. You have an ultimate plan that you're working out in the universe. I'm part and parcel of this. I don't understand. I just, I'm just a little piece of the puzzle. And as I look at myself, I don't understand how all this is going to work out. But I know it will because you are in control. And with that faith, you love God. You want his plan done in your life. It says then he works everything around you for good. I tell you, that's the peace that God wants us to have. That's the ultimate faith that will quench every fiery dart of the enemy. I mean, what can he throw at you when this is the ultimate truth? No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. There's nothing that people can do towards you that will ultimately give you loss. It may be painful in the moment. It may be a difficult storm right in the present. But God's working it together for good. Oh, I I just pray, Lord, help us to have this faith. This is the ultimate faith that will overcome the world. With this kind of faith, you can die and still trust God. I mean, this was Stephen, the first Christian martyr. He's given testimony to what God has done. He's declaring in the face of all the religious leaders how they have not done the will of the Lord. And eventually, they pick up rocks and they begin to stone him. And as he's being stoned, he says these words, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. 
Now, from just a natural perspective, we could say, what good did Stephen's death do? Wasn't it just a great waste? What could he have done if God had delivered him and he had lived? But there was a man there by the name of Saul, and they put their clothes at Saul's feet as they were stoning Stephen. And Saul became the great apostle Paul. And when he saw that light out of heaven, the voice said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I believe that when he saw Stephen die in that way, something turned within Saul. Something witnessed inside Saul of the truth of this situation. How could this man die in these circumstances and still trust God? There must be some reality to this. And Saul converted and came to Christ. Would that have ever happened without his seeing Stephen stoned? We don't know. But it's there in Scripture showing us that God works all things together for good. Well, that's our time for today, but we'll continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children and youth and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.